this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Express edition of Black Opinions Matter. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in, in the last couple of days, as I'm sure everybody knows. Uh, we're going to keep it light to start with, and then we'll end up with the with the somber news at the end. Uh, start with with this week's episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm here with Black Trey. John Gervais will be joining us in a little bit. Rob on the production. Uh, Trey, I didn't like this episode as much as episode one. Nah, I don't, right? I, man, I have no idea um, if anything's going to top episode one. That shit came out smoking hot, but I did laugh. I will say that. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. laughed. I, I, I laughed, man. You know what it felt like? It felt like I said, I said last week and this week made it feel even more so. So last week, I loved, I thought the episode was funny, but the number of jokes they were trying to get off without kind of regard for fit or flow made it feel like Larry was a rapper that went to prison. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote a bunch of really dope, dope content material came out. That first album was like, Oh my God. Cause it's been sitting on years of honing this. And then now album two is coming out and it's like, ah, the material not as strong as, as album one. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, dude, this, it, it was cool. You know, not the sophomore jinx, but uh, for the most part, I thought, man, the cancer friend pack was yeah. was wild because I just <laughs> couldn't imagine for one anybody just being dickheads like that. But for the for the type of platform or or nature of the conversation to welcome, Larry David is the one to introduce that. 
And Yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was hilarious because they're going around the room like, look, bro, you get it. I don't fucking know you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what I love about this episode was there's a bunch of times when someone says something that should be normally very offensive to anybody, but especially Larry. Larry, do you think he's most sensitive? But he seemed to be very understanding about it. He nodded like, oh, okay, word. So, like, when, yeah, when they're talking about the cancer facts, and the one dude said, my daddy got cancer, I stopped talking to him, too. Did he die? I don't know. <laughs> Yo, oh, man. ghosting your cancer, homie, is crazy. Like, yeah, could you imagine? Funny, like, I'd be like, yo, mean, I got prostate cancer. And then niggas is like, well. <laughs> figure it out on your own I, I can't be your friend bro you know it's it's tough dealing with that yeah. you know what I mean? cuz honestly like i mean you know it's it, as sick as honest as brutally honest that is most people don't know how to be the supportive friend in that like you don't oh, know no. you don't know what the fuck to say uh, oh man i'm, I'm the, I, like i'm the worst man and and i have a couple of friends who have been cancer survivors and I'm just like, every conversation I have with them is kind of like, oh, and everything, you know, everything good. Like, I, I'm just, I don't know how to have that conversation in an adult manner. And then, uh, you know, it's it just, I don't know. Like, it was one of those things where, like, when that shit was happening on the show, I was like, yeah, I kind of see it. I kind of, I kind of understand. I get it. Um, by the way, the, the, the episode opened with uh, Larry with his lawyer going over the sexual harassment lawsuit filed on him by his, by his assistant, Alice. Um, and he, you know, he said something on the lines like, Oh man, if, if, if they try to, you know, they try to get me, I'm just gonna have to leave the country. So I, I thought about, he thought about moving to Canada. Cause I heard quote, it's nice over there. Uh, if you had to leave the country, where would you move to? Um, I don't really like, traveling abroad like that so i'm gonna have to say canada i'm saying like somewhere where you'd have to live not leave the country for like a trip right yeah canada 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 be easy move because it's just it's like (laughs) all right i still got the outside looking in i don't have to really relearn anything and you know it's still kind of outside of the united states but like still cool like you know i'm still getting the american vibes Oh man, I, I moved to Australia or New Zealand. See, I, I can't. I ain't never been. I just heard about I, it. I've never, I've never been either. I'm but cool on kinda, Vegemite though, mate. But hey, man, they speak English. Is <laughs> what I look at it. They speak English, and the weather ain't cold. Fair. That like the that's fair. So I'm, that's I'm kinda, for. So it's basically the the non-racist Phoenix. Bet. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Actually, and actually, some would argue it's just like Phoenix. There you <laughs> really. go. There you go. Um, <laughs> what about the wobbly table epidemic? Yeah, you know, I kind of like it, man. I'm like, it's. it's I don't like wobbly tables, so I relate it right then and there. Yeah, I relate too, but it's just like, I don't know if, like, that's. I want this to be in every episode. I like, I would have rather they waited a couple episodes and they drop it again. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. um, The the, uh, lawyer won't let him use his personal bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah. And Larry, to which Larry says, I'm like a murderer going in there. I will leave, I will expunge all evidence. (laughs) <laughs> I, and the, the the thing that made me laugh, the guy was like, uh, no, you got to go to the other side or whatever, was on Sunday when I'm flying from New York to Phoenix, I had to go really bad. Like I was in the Uber. Oh, wow. I, I, like my bladder is full. Get to the airport, run up to like security line, looked at the line. I'm like, yeah, it's too long for me to want to wait through that line. So I said, I looked at the side and said, oh, there goes the restroom. So I turned and I started moving. 
And the TSA, or not the TSA lady, but like the airport security person, like, sir, you can't go that way. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. You're like, yes, but you have to walk all the way around. I don't know if, you, if you've ever been in that terminal JFK where it's like the, the long row of- The one we were check- running in. No, no, no. No, That's no, that inside. was LaGuardia, right? I'm on, I'm on, no, that was JFK, but that was inside. I'm on the outside. I haven't even gone to security. So mm. like, you know where you, like, you check your bags? And the different airline things is the, that long counter, right? Yeah. You have to go all the way around it on the backside to get to the same bathroom that's like two feet away. Oh, wow. And so she said, you got to go. I'm like, I can't do that. And I'm walking towards like, sir. I'm like, I can't do that. She's like, sir. And I just start running towards the bathroom, right through everything. And I was like, yo, if they're going to arrest me, at least let it be with my bladder empty. I'm not going to be arrested out here trying to pee on myself. So I just ran into that bathroom. But it, like, I, I totally felt like the whole like, you can't go that way. Like, I just want to fucking take a leak, man. I'm not trying to. Yeah, like I ain't trying to do nothing extra. Just let me do my thing, yeah. man. Hey, also, you know what I learned? In which you probably gonna hit me with the really, the side seat, the side sit yeah, is side intimate. Sitting. Side sitting, yeah. That's intimate. Um, or is it in the white community only? I would say this. Like I have never side sat like Larry did, moving the chair over. The way I side sit is I would have got up and sat next to Cheryl. Right there, you go. Just like sure. literally sit next to somebody, but like yeah. not that to is the side. Though. That is that that is you about to make a move. I will say though, if you're doing that at a restaurant, it's kind of weird. What the chair or sitting next to somebody? Sit next to somebody, like when you're on a date, like an, it's just you two. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me look. At, let me look across way, from you. Crazy. And as like a, somebody who worked in a restaurant, like <laughs> I will gladly admit, all the servers are judging you guys for sides side seaters. That's what we call them. If you're in a booth. Like in a booth, not like the way it was where it's kind of cramped and there's a lot of other tables, but like in a booth, don't do it. You can't sit on the same side. Mm, I'm looking at you crazy. If you're sitting on the same side in a booth, you're going to be crazy. As long as you're not looking at what my hand is doing, we all good. <laughs> hey, if there's a mission, if there's a mission happening, okay, do your thing. But if it's, you know, just y'all two just sitting there. Oh yeah. But, but Rob, yeah. isn't that the point? Isn't that the point of every date? Like it's the mission, right? I mean, at a restaurant, some pe- some people just go just like, oh, it's good something to eat, and then they, <laughs> yeah, that's the, like I'm trying, I'm trying to like escalate the moment if I do that. Right. If you got business getting taken care of, that's another thing. But if y'all on a date, no. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give away some game, and you know what? Uh, I hope that nobody I've ever talked to is listening to this because they're like, oh, he did that. Like this is what you do. You sit down regular style. If you're in a restaurant and then you pretend like it's so loud, I can't hear you. And then you go and you sit next to her and you see under the pretense, like, oh, oh, now I can hear so much better. But now the mood is a lot more intimate, a lot more proximity. And then you take it from there. That's right. I've done that. Uh, On purpose or like you've actually like not heard well. (laughs) No, on on purpose. purpose. (laughs) Like in the history of restaurants, I've always heard well. Oh, <laughs> in the history of wrestlers, you've always heard well. <laughs> yeah, like unless I'm in one of those. I mean, only time you can't really hear well is when you're one of those restaurants late night and they've got music playing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm never yeah. trying to talk over loud music anyway. But I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit uh, next to anybody while I'm eating. I don't know. I think that's unless it's group setting. What? Yeah, I don't. Oh, group setting. Yeah, oh, like man. the group setting. I don't. Unless we're like. <laughs> what you thought I said? I was like, Trey, what the hell, man? Wait, what you thought I was talking about? Like, you, you thought I said group sexing? 
<laughs> yeah, so bad. Oh, wow. No, but I'm just saying, I'm like, like if I'm eating, I want to eat across from you. I don't want to, like, look to the side. I, right. Unless unless we have, like, another group of people with us, I don't want to sit like that. I want to oh, just man. be able to mind my business. Trey, Trey, Trey. You're just trying to, you're actually going to have, like, dinner and a conversation. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh among other things larry starts <laughs> so uh larry comes back to his lawyer's office uh, uses the bathroom before lawyer walks in comes back out cleans everything up da, da, da. lawyer comes out wa- looks in the bathroom and said did you use my bathroom and larry's like what no he's like you were asking to use the bathroom. I was, and you, you, you know, you made it pretty clear that you, you didn't want anyone to use your bathroom. And the lawyer said, "I don't know why this line made me laugh. Your interest was not casual, <laughs> because I always, you always know when somebody asking mad questions about something, and you're like, why do you care? Like, oh no, I'm just you know, just just hang, just you know, asking, just wondering. I'm like, yeah, your interest is not casual. Um, when he comes out, he asks the receptionist. Like, has she ever used a bathroom? She admits yes. Uh, he takes a look at the view behind her desk, and he says, what a beautiful view. How long did it take you to take it for granted? <laughs> I think about this shit every time I check into a hotel room. When I go to the, to the uh, window, I look out, and I'm like, this view sucks. And that shit will bother me for the rest of the, of the stay. But if I look out the window and the view's amazing... I'm not looking out the window that much more. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> it's same shit, same room. I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I'm like you. I check into the hotel. I go, oh damn, this view's hot. And then I, I don't think I ever look at the view ever again. The only time, I'll be honest with you, the only time I ever remember being in at all the view was the, uh, I think it was as a matter of fact, it might have been the first summer league I did with you guys. Yeah, and we were uh, in the hotel we stayed at, Jade put me on to how to get the the crazy room and i think we had the view of the uh like the water fountain the stall yeah the yeah, bellagio yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no the bellagio no the brother. strip yeah oh the bellagio, yeah i'm the like bellagio. oh i've never stayed in the bellagio no 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 we're I'm, not I'm staying not at the bellagio we have a view of the bellagio we had a view of the bellagio that's where the fountain is did you mute and you forgot you flipping burgers right now. Oh damn, I, I did. Oh shit. <laughs> do you, do Yo, you, have a, I, you wear like a little, a little like uh, hairnet around your beard <laughs> while you cooking? Nah, dude, I, I'd be fired in the restaurant, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- I, I touch burgers with my hands, all that shit. You gonna get all this love right here? <laughs> but no, I think I'm, with, with hotels, I'm more in all of the. Uh, it's gonna sound real corny. I'm more in all of the. The remote control blinds. Oh yeah, me too. It's not corny, man. I like I like hitting that button and what, and then sitting back and watching it rise up. Like yeah, like it's like yeah, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I opened the fuck out of those. Blinds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so Larry hits on the 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 receptionist. At the end of which he says, "And your name is." <laughs> So this is my next question. Have you ever gone through the full process of bagging someone and only having either ask for their name at the end or figure out what their name is through some other means? Yes. Tell. 
Um, I, I, my move would be I would go through the whole process and t- shout out to cell phones. And mm. then I realized I don't know the, uh, the name. So then I would just, I would do the, Hey, can you put your name and can you, can you like put your information in my phone? This is before oh. everyone got lazy. This is before everyone got lazy and they would just put it in the thing, like put, put it in the dialed area and then just dial their thing. Oh no. You got to pull up the contacts thing. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. but once that started to happen, I would just do like the, Hey, shoot me a text. And then people yeah. naturally just shoot you a text and put their name at the end no, of the text. No, a lot of, yo, okay. So like I've, I've, I need to do the contact one because I haven't tried that one, but I definitely have, have gotten the, Hey, shoot me a text. I'm like, Hey, it's me. Or like, ah, shit. <laughs> Uh, I've thought about like, how do you spell your name? And I'm like, Oh, what if her name is like Beth or <laughs> Mary or something easy like that? Tina, like, ah, shit. Um, is that right. Tina with an I or a Y? Ooh, yeah. Except I don't know if it, what her name is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like, I'm doing in the dark here. Like, uh, how do you spell your name? Uh, Trey, have you ever had that experience? Repeat the question one more time. Damn, Trey out here eating. Are you side sitting while you eating, bro? <laughs> uh, the question is, Larry uh, went through the whole spitting game routine with the receptionist. And at the very end, he bagged. And he got a date, everything. And at the end, he says, oh, by the way, and your name is? And I said, have you ever gone through the entire bagging process only to discover at the end that you haven't gotten a name yet and either ask at the end oh, or figure sure. out some other way. For sure. I didn't close without a name. <laughs> wow, Trey. Like, hey, wow. Trey, hey. you're, you're a legend for that, Oh, Trey. my gosh. What the hell? <laughs> nah, man. I just It was it was weird times, but... Um, it was weird times. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird times, man. We ain't talking about that now, but back then, yeah, man. It, it But I also felt like a jerk. You know what I'm saying? Like in them situations where you're like, oh, or they probably told you the name. But what did you do? What did you do, though? Like, what? how did you discover the name? Or you just said, like, you know what? I guess I'll never know her name. I'll just pretend uh, like. Unless unless I was put in a situation of got to say bye or, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, all right, then. Like, I just, I wouldn't acknowledge, like, oh, with a name. I would try to, like, get away with yeah. it and then try to you think just, about wow. it later. Just fake your way through it. There you go. But, like, th- there have been instances where. You try to think to to remember the name later, and you just never remember it again. Yeah, that was that was the main thing for me. Was like, damn, and I'm snapping. You know how you like trying to think? You snapping your fingers like, dang, like, right. what is that name? Like, what what is her name? I can't think of it. Like literally, or I like bumped into joints. Like I just can't think of their name. Like I know I know oh, her name, man. but yeah. But, wow, yeah. that's that's terrible. Rob, you got any 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 life of an there? athlete, brother. That was oh, it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Jerv's on the, on the right path there with the phone. Just, oh, wait, can I get your number real quick? Or, or asking how they spell their name, you know. Let me ask, like, all right, so, so you and Jerv, have you ever walked away from the interaction realizing, I don't know what her name is? Yes, 100%. Yes. 100%. Yes. And that's when you learn to do it. <laughs> so what did you, you do? You know what I mean? What, or did you guys just pick through the interaction? I, I think, think one... one- well, you mean like completely left and just didn't get the name at all? Exactly. I, I remember one time in college, I just took the L and I was just like, fuck, you know? Like, said, I was just. What's your t- name? Well, yeah, yeah. Days later? Oh, yeah. Wow. I took the L. It was like, a, a, I think it was like at the calf or something like that. I, I was like, oh, I didn't catch your name or whatever. Oh, man. The funny thing about that is I think girls think that, oh, so you just a player, huh? You got so many girls, you just can't remember. And I'm like, no, I'm right. just a fucking moron. Like, I don't, I don't remember. I don't have good memory. I didn't. 
You might have said I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but I, I traditionally tell anyone, I would always tell anyone that, I, well, I mean, it's, it is not a lie. I'm horrible with names. So, like, even on some homie type shit, like, if we were ever out somewhere and yeah. I ran into somebody that I know, but I don't know their name, my line, my, the way I do is, you know, and I, I do this with my wife, too. Like, I, I'll tell her, like, if we run into someone, I'm like, all right, look, she knows that anytime I introduce her and I don't oh, introduce, yeah. and I don't say, hey, this oh, is such man, and such. This is, this is my yeah. wife. Well, yeah. My wife. And she goes, and then, oh, hey, I'm, you know, and then they go, oh, I'm such and such. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, such and such. Yeah, this is, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, like, the person you're, you're, you're accomplice, they're not good at it. Because, like, my thing is, like, I'm going to introduce you first because you're supposed to ask them and your name is. <laughs> and then they're like, and then nobody does it. You're like, fuck, now what? <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's when you got that's when you got to have the right teammates, bro. You got KYP. You got to know your personnel. Like, you, you can't go. be out, you can't be out here with people that don't have your back on that type of shit. Uh, oh, by the way, I skipped the part where Larry tells Cheryl that he might have cancer in an effort to try and close the deal one more time with oh, Cheryl. That was dope. Oh man, he says, and he says to her, you know, I, I might have cancer. <laughs> yes, but it's cancer. It's can- he's repeating it, and she's he's trying to like basically say like, how would you feel like yo if I have cancer? No, no, no. This might be one of our last times. Say, so you mean you want us to get together for two years until you die? <laughs> and he said, yeah, I think we'll be all right. And it reminded me of the episode. I don't know if y'all remember this episode when um, Wanda tells them that there's going to be a terrorist attack in L.A. imminent. And you got to get out of town. You got to go to Palm Springs or whatever. But Cheryl says we have a Cheryl's hosting a benefit uh, dinner at their house with Alanis Morissette coming to play. And so Larry's like, well, I mean, I could leave and you could stay. And Cheryl says, so that you, that you think that's a good idea? You'd be able to live life knowing that I died in a terrorist attack? And Larry says, I mean, it'd be hard at first, but. I'd learn to get used to it. This shit had me rolling, man. It was just a classic Cheryl, Larry interaction where he just, I don't know if he's not smart enough or not. Like, he just, don't know, like, don't say that shit. He just go ahead and say whatever the fuck on his mind, man. Love it. Yo, I, I wasn't feeling the 180 she pulled at the at the, uh, at the the lunch, though. Hey, man. Like, she, 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 she starts off by telling him that, you know, they bring up the talcum powder. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next yeah. time, next time, just next take time a shower, bro. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to. Yeah. He was trying. Nah, cause no. As soon as you shower, it's time. She might slide. You got a split no, but, second. But he's saying he's saying that she brought it up. Like next time, just yeah. shower. Oh so that yeah. Would, uh, that would she imply there's there a next time. Next time. Yeah. But I'm saying in his mind, he thinking like. Friends. But he thinking like a real nigga though. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's like that's like you taking a shorty to the crib and you ain't got no you ain't got no no uh no joints. And then all of a sudden you like, uh, oh, but I can go to the gas station, it's right across the street. Nah. And she like, nah, mm. bruh. The second you go to that gas station, it's she, over. she sleep. Yeah. No, nah, she ain't sleep, yeah. she to the crib. Or <laughs> or, or or sleep. <laughs> or sleep, yeah. <laughs> nah, but the sleep uh, is still go, bruh. That's that's why you gotta that's pick them up on the way back and you oh, always gotta stop Hold on. Oh, Trey, what'd you say? That's a lay if you wake her up. Oh no, man! Oh, you Bill Cosby out here? <laughs> if you wake her up, oh, come on now, come on. Would you, Trey? You say I don't give a fuck? I, wait, come on, man! Don't put the words in my mouth, big dog. <laughs> you niggas are smiling. Uh, you know what? You know what, my brother? I apologize. My nigga, that's that two times cool y'all did like say. I, listen, the satellite's crispy over here, like the big homie say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Larry goes out on his date with uh, the receptionist. 
and because of the PC climate, he does the the most PC way of going about a date, like introdu- introducing every move before he actually does it. Like, would you be all right if I put my hand on your right shoulder? And then goes ahead and films it. Uh, once they're on video, he tries to up the ante, trying to put his hand on her inner thigh or on her breast. She says no, at which point Larry says, seems we've reached a bit of an impasse. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, I I thought that shit was funny, man. I don't know. Um, And then the final note I have, and I know there's a lot of shit that happened in this episode, but this is the one note I had that, like, in bold and in caps. Why is Leon at the birthday dinner? No one else thought that because he's Leon. But it's it's just so funny that he just inserts himself into all these things, and it's like now it's just like yeah, man. Like, uh, um, what's her name? Susie gonna have a birthday. All right, who's gonna be there? Richard Lewis and da 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 da. And Leon, Leon just there. <laughs> just but Leon, do- Leon, Leon's the new Cheryl for him though. Like any anywhere yeah. Larry's at, Leon's got to be there. Yeah, and, and and also Leon's the only one that can talk to Larry in a certain way that he don't get mad. Like he's the he's the homie that keeps it real. But it's it's just funny because half the time the shit he's saying is so ridiculous. But for whatever reason, Larry goes along with it. Like, yeah, yeah, you got a point. Like, what are you listening to this dude for, man? With his purple do rag. Oh, the do rag game has been very strong. Uh, Was there anything? Speaking of do rags, man, shout outs to Guap Dad. Oh yeah. On the Grammy red carpet, legend. Yeah, flourishing. I want to get it that way, big dog. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, they didn't win. It would have been nice if they won, man. But you know what? Like they, unlike a lot of other uh, people that go to the Grammys and like, oh, I didn't win that bullshit. They look like they had a good time, man. So I'm like, you know what, man? I'm glad for them. And I think, like, obviously, what happened early in the day kind of took the wind out of it. Like, you can't really afford to get upset about not winning a Grammy. Um, the irony, of course, is that Cole won won a Grammy, but. Uh, was not there. Uh, he uh, he was. He's in North Carolina. He Did he pull a Will home. Smith? What like boycott the Grammys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't fuck with the Grammys. Good for like, him. That Good for him, that man. Was, that wasn't an accident. That's love. Shout out to your shout out to your little uh, courtside candidacy too, man. That was pretty cool. Oh man, it's a funny story because I I didn't even know. Like, do we have time for the story? Yeah, it's, it's a quick story. It's a quick story. Like, I, legit, what happened was I uh, I hit him up because uh, I knew he wasn't going to be in L.A. Everybody was in L.A., so I'm like, yo, what are you, where are you watching? And I knew he was in New York. I said, where are you watching the Zion game? And he said, oh, man, I'm, I got, I'm going to the Knicks game. I got tickets. So I'm like, oh, he said, you want to come? I said, sure. And my stupid ass thought we were going to be in a suite because ICM, which is the, the agency that reps both of us, they do. They have suites like they have one at Staples. They have suites. Every, so I'm like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna. So I just showed up. Whatever. I didn't even comb my hair. or Whatever. No, the, <laughs> the cat hair was looking decent, my man. Yeah, was it? it yeah. Looked, it was, it, to, to me, it looked. Hey, really nah, nah, cat you hair is hilarious. Nah, you didn't. You didn't look tricky, dog. I would have told you you looked like shit. Cause that other time you was wearing that beanie, I was pissed off. You was looking real, real inwardish. <laughs> Right, that, that was that was the that was the desired effect. Yeah, it was the ti. No, it mean, was the ti. You, you mean when he came way. to Philly? You mean when he came to Philly and then holler at me? Oh, okay. <laughs> you look at Jerv. What Jerv said? He said, I mean, when you yeah. came to Philly, you oh, didn't I'm holler sorry. at me. When, when you came to Philly, you ain't holler at me. You uh, wanted a while. I, 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 did a, I, did, I did less than a while because I, I turned around like in 12 hours. I showed up, 
went to the game and I, I didn't even stay for the end of it. I literally LeBron scored the point that went the past the thing. And then I was like, all right, I'm out. Rushed to 30th Street Station, got on a train, was back in New York by midnight. I mean, I, I like axe throwing. <laughs> Man, listen. You want to wake up? You want to wake up early in the morning for that? I mean, hey, man, I'm, I, you know, when, when your friends are in town, you know, you, you, you do things that you don't normally do. But, hey, you know, that's what uh, I, I guess. I, 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 yo, I, I'll let you know. Next time I'm in Philly, I will You'll definitely know. alert. Dude, I've known you for this long, and I don't. this is the first time I ever remember you being at a Sixers game. And I don't think you're going to ever come back unless they go to the finals. Awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love a mean dog. Even if he wasn't trying to be a jerk, he is our Larry David, bro. Support for Black Opinions Matter comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Rob, you won't believe this, man, but, like, back when I was first, you know, this is first going through puberty, first starting to grow things in that region, um... Believe it or not, I used to use actual scissors. Scissors, like the sharp kind that seamstresses use because my mom had a, like a crazy sewing skit. So I used to use those really sharp scissors. Um, and even though I was being very careful, I came, man, closer than you would even think to catastrophic results, Rob. And so that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts, bruh, which is huge, because who wants bloody balls? Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you do your balls. That's just disgusting. Manscaped is also the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant that I happen to use today, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorants on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com at checkout. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code BOMBOMB at manscaped.com at checkout. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BOMBOMB at checkout. Let's talk about your favorite show, man, transitioning on. It sounds like we lost power, but then we have power on this show. Um, Jerv, talk about it. That shit sucked. Like, All right, tell, yo, us, tell, us, tell us why you mad, son. Because I I don't, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, again, I, I bigged it up last week. I gave it all those props. I thought it was well written. And this one, it was just like, I don't know. Like, all right, I'm about to sound like a real creep. But they, <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to sound like a creep. They promised me nudity in this one. And there was no fucking nudity, right? Like. The first thing it said was nudity. I was like, oh, all right, power, you know, whatever the case may be. And this sounds creepish, but, like, I don't know. I expected a certain type of episode. I'm tired of seeing Tate get it the fuck in. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a Tate fan. Um, he all of a Dude, <laughs> listen, man, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that. I don't know. Uh, and then I, I, I don't. I, I did think it was dope that his brother played his brother 
on the fucking show. I thought that was pretty cool. But then I, I don't I don't know. Like I thought the show was whack. I, I thought it was I I'm just I, I guess I'm just ready for this shit to end. I, I did not I, I remember how they painted Tate last season walking to the um walking to I was which I which I assumed was uh truth. They 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 made it seem like he was one of the people that was gonna walk to kill him. But that shit was nothing but like more than four steps and he's got a uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I thought it was corny how I, I, I just did not like how they decided to do his story at all. And he he pulls the the whole fucking Obama card and acts like he's I, I, I don't know. Like, he's not fucking Obama. Right. Like, yo, you're a dirty cop that decided to become a politician. And all of a sudden, you know. Uh, you're, you're, you're you're hopping out police cars. You got a gun on you. You take two steps, and then all of a sudden, you know that was the moment that we watched. That was so theatrical, so dramatic at the end of last season. And I just felt his episode was a letdown, right? Like they introduced again in true power fashion. They introduced this whole new cast of characters in his brother, his uh, his wife, um, the son. And they're this integral part because the brother end up ends up killing uh, another two characters, which were introduced to, which is Cedric the Entertainer and his son, who's by the way the most moron of morons. He's like, what was the what was the dude name from Breaking Bad um, that was dumb? That was like I've never the, seen uh, that show, Big Dog. Oh come on, man! Is it you fire? Breaking. It's, I think we had this conversation. Actually, so I shouldn't be that shot. It's a dope show. They're running it all over AMC now because of um, because they're you know they're bringing back uh, Better Call Saul and they're doing the uh, the Netflix show which I forget what it's called the movie that they ended up uh, doing off of Breaking Bad so it's there if you want to watch it bro like you know what I mean it, it's definitely a dope show I, it's worth the time and everything but um, the son was such a fucking moron he um, as soon as he took the gun out I was like oh all right well he's going to shoot the load way too fucking fast. You know what I mean? Like, Seth's trying to put him on the how to kill, and he gets to the window, and he takes a shot before Seth even sets up. Yeah. The fact that they even snuck Seth the Entertainer in there, big dog, is just like, bruh, I was tapped. <laughs> that was him the whole time. That was him the whole time. Like, the last couple episodes where we saw a dude dead on the ground. That's been him the whole time. Really? Has it been him the whole That's what I'm asking. Has it been him? That's to be my next question. When we saw... Cause I do remember one time he we've seen in. we've seen dude on the ground in like two or three different episodes, right? We've seen it in the last episode when Tommy ran by and said, "You're not an Italian." We've seen it in Tommy's episode, and now we've seen it in this episode. And I don't remember it being Cedric the Entertainer in the last two episodes. I just don't. I feel like I would have noticed it, but in right, I mean, it, it could, but Rob, it could have been because in true Twitter fashion, all I saw for the last two episodes was Ced's got to be the worst hitman ever. So I guess that was said, and maybe because Fair. we weren't, we didn't, we weren't expecting him, or we didn't, you know, they didn't set it up, we didn't realize it. But again, I, I have a problem with the fact that said who's painted to be, you know, if you're calling this dude from DC, he must be this legendary hitman, right? So he gets there, and Tommy just takes him out that easy. This, this is my point from last week. And this is my point too, with, with, um, uh, uh, um, what's his name's, uh, cousin. 
why are we bringing in all these supposedly badass people? These, the mafia from last week. Now this ultimate hitman. And just killing him one episode. I mean, like, what are we like? What's the what's the point? Like thematically, like from a plot, like it, this is definitely just like, okay, let's see how many things we can do at the end of the season to wrap everything up. And it's like, all right, Sed's not getting a spinoff. We're probably not going to get a spinoff with the mafia family. We're probably not going to do anything. You might do something with Tate's family, but I mean, who wants to watch? You know, I mean, it might be interesting though. A dirty politician has its own show. But at the same time, it's like, why? You know what I'm saying? To your point, Jerv, why? 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 Why is Tommy able to take dude out so quick? You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing with what's his name? When he came, when dude came to his door, Tommy took this dude out like that. Come on. But he can't kill ghost. Exactly. Come on. Or, 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 uh, uh, what's his name? Or, or, um, dude that, that, uh, that had the ankle monitor. I forget his name. Oh my God. Um, Dre, he can't kill Dre either. You know what I mean? He can't kill Ghost. He can't kill Trey, but, but you know what I mean. He brings the chop. He brings the machine gun for 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 uh, Proctor. For, for Proctor, he brings. You know, he stabs his cousin. You know, in the neck and the throat, gets rid of him. He, he's so shook about this Italian family, and it's like, what man? Like, what are we doing? Like this Tommy? Like the, the, it just doesn't make sense, right? From what what it's supposed to be. But, uh, but again, like like we've been saying for the last what two years of doing this shit. It's not surprising that power does not make sense, right? Like it's, it's, it, you know, honestly, bruh, Again, I bigged them up last week. I thought it was a well-written show last week. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had my problems with it, and then I felt like you know this was this was the look-ahead game, I guess, right? But I mean, I think we it's obvious who killed Ghost at this point, right? Is it? It's Tariq. It's Tariq. Tariq had to have killed out of the it last be, three. It had to be Tariq. Yeah, I think it has to be Tariq out of the last three. But it's going to be some weird shit where That's it's like a Tariq. Bitch ass son, man. It's it's it, they're going to do an episode. The the I'm I'm assuming there's only two episodes left. I don't know if they're doing all three. It's they're one, doing right? Is it one? I'm not sure. I thought it was. I, I'm not sure. I got to check the calendar, but I'm I'm assuming they're going to do something where they do Tariq and his mom in the same episode and do like an extended hour thirty minute. You know what I mean? Well, if if it is two, then what they'll do next week is they'll uh, exonerate Tasha. We'll know that Tasha didn't do it, and then it'll be between Sax and uh, and Tariq. And it has to be Tariq because, again, this is a if Ghost is a politician, and anyone that's been to anything, whether it be a sporting event or some sort of political event, you know it's damn near impossible to get into these shits if you're not on the list. So it's got to be someone on the list. There's one episode left. And it's and it's not for 2 weeks. <laughs> it's Sunday after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it can't be. I I I I was I, I just assumed it wouldn't be this week or whatever. So if with one episode left with three characters left, um I think what they'll do is they'll they'll, they'll let us know it's not Tasha very early. It's going to be a long episode too. Oh God. You already know, dude. It's they're already doing those three are left. It's going to be at least an hour, hour and a half. I'd assume anything over an hour and a half. I'm out on. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that for longer than an hour and a half. I mean, I, and like you said, like this episode, like I found myself at points, like not even paying attention, like just listening. Cause it's just like, it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like they made him look mad, like tough to your point, like torturing that dude and everything. Like it looked awesome. 
It looked like he was a badass. And then like and then everything with Tate, right? His story that day, it's just all convoluted. Like we're doing this. He's going here. He's talking to this person. He's trying to get back in the campaign, but then he doesn't want to be in the campaign. It's like all of a sudden he's an alcoholic. (laughs) Right. Like we've had this dude on the show for like four years now. What are we doing? He's never taken a drink in four years, I believe. Or he might have had he might have had a drink. And now all of a sudden he's alcoholic And, and the bartender's like, your brother's here again. Is he drunk? Is he drunk again? It's like, this is this man's MO, but we've never known this for four years. I The one part of the show that I actually did like, though, was said when he was uh, vibing to all the quote-unquote white music. And his son yeah, like, was yo, funny. yo, can we listen to some black music? And said just breaking it down, which is absolutely 100% true line dancing that ain't shit but just the electric slide the banjo the banjo came from wherever he said it came from so everything for the most part is black music like it all derives from black music basically in a nutshell so i thought that was dope uh not dope i thought that was funny but other than that i could have really done without this episode i don't really think tate does needed his own episode they probably could have being that there's only one episode left they probably could have combined this episode with uh with Sax or, or, or Tasha or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, I think they did these out of order. Like, they didn't build it right. So, I'm off of it. Just get this shit over with. Let me know who killed them. It's like, again, I compare it to uh, True Blood all the time. I, I True Blood, I hate, I, I love that show for a while. Then it got super duper corny. And it became to a point at the end where I was like, I just have to watch this shit so that I can put closure and know how this ends so that I can go on with my life and never care about this show ever again. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, man. Whether it's a knee injury, a back injury, or something even worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Can you even believe that? Something that important? Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for erectile dysfunction online. Roman is a one-stop shop where you can get where you can chat with a licensed US physician who can treat ED and if safe and appropriate ship medication right to your door. With Roman there are no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit getroman.com slash BOM, complete an online visit, chat with a doctor, and if the doctor decides that it would be safe and appropriate, they'll shift the genuine medication right to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really simple. So take care of it, man. Seriously, your lady's going to appreciate this. Or your guy, you know. Who knows? <laughs> For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. For a free online visit, GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. But I was going to say, um, moving on, I had nothing as far as on power. I'm, I'm with Jerv, but I definitely wanted to, uh, I was going to tell Jerv to finish it out and get some closure with it so that we can have a fire closure of it and, and, and give like either we wasted our time these past three years or, um, it was all worth it. So we'll find out. Um, but like Amin said, mentioned as Amin mentioned earlier on in the show that, uh, you know, we were going to, um, talk about some sad stuff. Unfortunately, uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter and a few others that we may not name. Um, but respect to those victims. 
um, and just kind of highlight, um, you know, Jerv, your father of, a you know, um, a young, a young baby girl, um, just kind of like your reflection and, and, and your takeaways from Sunday and, and, and how you've been the past couple of days, you know, reflecting on that. Um, and then some, some funny Kobe moments. Um, so not to, so I, as everyone knows, anyone that, that follows me on Twitter, anyone that's ever had a conversation with me about the bean, uh, I was not the biggest Kobe fan. I think we've had this conversation before about me making jokes about how he's from Lower Marion, this and the third. And that was just the vibe in Philly. Right. Um, but I'll say that, uh, I was, so my wife and, uh, the, you know, my wife and the oldest, um, we're, we're, we're sitting there, we're playing Monopoly and, uh, my buddy calls me and he's like, yo, did you hear that Kobe just, just died? Right. And I, you know, instantly I'm like, get the, get, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, no, that didn't happen. Let me call you back. Let me Google. I Google. I don't see anything. Right. Cause I don't want to say, I don't want to type in Kobe's death or Kobe died or anything like that, because you know, you'll get every fake news type shit that you can possibly imagine. So I don't see anything. I call my boy back. I curse him out. And he goes, yo, no, you got to type in Kobe news. And I type in Kobe news. And the first thing I see is the TMZ report. I turn to ESPN. I don't see anything. I turn to ESPN two. I don't see anything. I then turn to CNN and I don't see anything. And then again, I, I call my homie back and I'm like, yo, like, don't play around like that, bro. Like this shit's not funny. So then he's like, yo, it, it, it's, it's true. It's beyond true. So then I think at that point, my wife goes, yo, just leave CNN on because I'm, I'm just like, yo, I'm cussing like a seller. I'm like, nah, get the bleep out of here. And you know, you, you know how it is when someone's going hype on a phone conversation and everyone's not in the conversation. They're all just like, yo, what happened? What happened? What happened? So at this point, you know, I say it to my wife and we see it on CNN and instantly I just get beyond like sad and my oldest is just sitting there and she's like, well, why, why are you sad? You, you didn't know him. And then my wife's trying to, we're trying to teach her, uh, empathy and, and, um, and different things at that level of just reacting to certain things because she's only 11, about to be 12. So she doesn't understand certain things. And, um, as we, as, as, as CNN goes to the, the chopper and they're showing us the, um, you know, the, 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 the area, um, it becomes more surreal and real, uh, to a level that I could not even understand. Um, at that point, my wife, um, she gets a little upset and she goes, Oh my God, uh, his wife and his children, you know, she goes from a, from a mother standpoint of, of now they're going to be alone. And, uh, she's, she gets real quiet. Um, and she's like, yo, I, I need to take a nap. So I instantly, you know, I do the dad move and I'm like, all right, look, you know what? I need to run the target. Let me take, I, I'm going to take the kids with me. You take a nap, you know, you, you get some rest or whatever. And as I'm driving, you know, I turn on sports radio and, um, I hear that his, his daughter is on the, um, is on the, uh, was on the plane, was on the chopper with him. And I instantly shed a tear. Um, and I, I start to think about as a, as a father and as a, uh, knowing 
the type of person that he um, has evolved into, right? Like he was the Mamba. He was this killer on the court. And then over the last couple of years of his career, you watch him become um, this human, I guess, right? Like this person who's having fun and, you know, really seeing the impact that he's had on the game just in general with, with all like the youngins in the league, just loving him. Right. And, uh, and more importantly for me, how important being a father um, was to him. And I'm nothing more than a civilian, a normal human being with a regular job. And I know how hard it is for me to just be everywhere I want to be with, again, with the oldest playing basketball, wanting to be at everything that she does, um, but wanting to be back in enough time so that I can put uh, the youngest to bed and and knowing how hard that is and, and knowing that this man is, a hundred times more busy than I am and knowing how he's everywhere with his door, especially uh, with Gigi. And um, I, I instantly, I think I've never held Haven um, more than I've ever held her in my life at that point in time. And, um, you know, we go to Target, we're walking around and, you know, Target's connected to a mall. We're walking around the mall, and I'm just holding Haven. Like, Haven's never been as light to me as she was that day. Usually I have a stroller with me, and I'm not – I don't have a stroller. I'm just – I'm hugging her. I'm holding her. I'm holding her. I'm holding her. And we get back to the house. My wife is still asleep. And um, I begin to just watch um, ESPN um, for the entire time. And the one interview that stuck out to me the most – and I even think I talked about it on the gram was Jalen Rose. And um, the one thing that I, I want anyone that's, that's listening to this pod to just take away from this is that um, Jalen Rose story about his beef that he had with his pop and everything um, just put a lot of shit in perspective for me. And I just want anyone listening to this pod to just understand that if you do nothing, if you never listen to anything I've told you to do or suggested or, or whatever, just anyone that you love, anyone that you care about, please, for the love of whatever God that you may or may not believe in, uh, please just hug, hug them, tell people you love them. There's no beef that's that that's that deep. I think I saw Kendrick Perkins reach out to KD on on on, on Twitter, and you know, I mean, just just love people, man, because good lord, like tomorrow is is it's so cliche, but tomorrow is 100 not promised. And one thing that my f- household that we've always done, bruh, um, is my family was very big on telling each other that we love each other. Um, every single time that um, I would leave my family, I always tell them I love them. Uh, and it, it, it was nothing more than because it, I, I know plenty of people that have gone out and never come back home. And I know, Trey, I know you can relate to that as well. And Rob, you know, I'm sure you can too. Um, but please just tell people you love them. Because I, I, I've this Kobe's death um, hurt me in a way where I never thought that a celebrity's passing could hurt me, mainly because he's from he is from Philly. I growing up in the same era, he was a senior when I was a freshman. I being that I you know I was around hoop players all my life. I know plenty of people in the city that were impacted by his death, and I you know I just just want people to understand, man, like just. Tell somebody you love them. If you love somebody, please don't wait till tomorrow to tell them. Tell them today. Give them a hug. You know what I mean? Because it's it's just crazy, man. And I, I did not sleep that night. Um, I cried. I cried last night. 
And to be honest with you, I'm probably going to cry again tonight uh, because it's just real, man. Like, dude was amazing. And the, the work that he's been doing, I know people to people work for the Mamba Academy. And I instantly thought about, well, Dan, how are their lives going to be impacted? And, you know, now his wife is growing up with, she's got to go on with three three daughters. You know, she lost a husband and and, and, and the daughter and, and the, the families that were on the plane, like their lives are impacted, man. And it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, um, it's definitely, uh, had an impact, like you said, um, especially us not knowing Kobe, but for the last 20 years, if you're of age, you've seen this man perform on the highest stage level, um, at high tenacity, tenacity, um, for the past 20 years, from 1996 to 2016, he's given his all. He never cheated the game. Um, and that's I think that's why it's one of those icon felt deaths. The Tupacs, the Prince, the Michael Jacksons, the Whitney Houstons, you know, um, it's, it's worldwide felt. And it's unfortunate, you know, the Nipsey Hussles, et cetera, um, that we lost someone very close in, in a hoop community as well as the world like not only was he a basketball great he was a father first and i think that's what humanizes him and puts him on a regular level with the average person walking this walking this earth and if you have a child after you probably got that news and then heard that he died with his child it just made you want to hug someone really close and really tight and not let them go. Um, it's a, a scary situation and thought to think their last moments of potentially um, normally say you're on a flight with your, your daughter and, and some turbulence happens. You can kind of put your arm on your daughter and say, hey, it's going to be OK. But in this particular situation where you have no control of the situation of saying things will be okay, I think that's the toughest situation. And I, I think, man, it's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, and you incorporate that any human's gonna actually cry, whether they liked him or not. And the fact that he was only beginning the second part of his life as fatherhood, you know, um, and being more active in his children's lives because he had the, the free time to do so. He won't no longer be able to do that. And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from this all is it has genuinely brought people together. But the main focus has been time. Time is more important than money. Time is something you can't get back. When you give someone time, that's love. And in certain situations, Man, you you look at it like the time spent. I mean, I hope when people are tuned in and listening to this and, and and can deeply take this message in, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, is that when you're spending time with your loved ones, don't take advantage of it. Because we're so arrogant and, you know, naive about expecting to have the next day or the next month or the next year to plan something when we don't know if we're going to open our eyes or get that opportunity. Um, so make the best of it every single time you open your eyes and when you close your eyes and make it count. I mean, Kobe did. He made it count every potential time of the day. And, you know, that's that's one thing that 
you know, I, I, I literally, before I recorded this pod, I got Kobe's numbers tattooed on my wrist. And, uh, man, it's, it's definitely going to be a part of me now, man, like not to cheat my days when I got it. That's all I got to say, man. I think Trey, the one, the last thing I wanted to just add, I mean, you, you definitely touched on what I wanted to say about the, as a father, one thing that we are, um, instilled in to, 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 to tell our children is that everything's going to be okay. Right. Like no matter what happens, it's going to be okay, baby. I got you. Right. And to know that, you know, not to not know, but to think that, you know, at that moment, you can't say that to your kids as a father. I can't imagine not being able to tell any one of my daughters that it's going to be okay. Right. Um, but the last thing that I have is that, um, I, um, I, I, I'm with you, man. Um, if I'm taking anything from him, if I'm taking anything just from the moment is that, uh, I do want to, I, I, I'm making a vow and I, I do promise to live the rest of my life to the best of my ability with a Mamba mentality. And I explained to my daughter yesterday, uh, what Mamba mentality was, and it's just, you know, whatever you're doing, however much, however hard you went, it's like that commercial he had, right? Like how you can always do more. So, you know, I was talking to her about hoop and ironically she wears number 24. And I told her that, um, you know, when you're playing ball, if you want to get better, if you're studying for a test, if you want to be whatever it may be in life, if you feel as though that you've worked really, really hard, um, just know that you can always do more. Um, so I know for me, um, like you said, Trey, like for me, I, I, I'm vowing to live the rest of my life with a mama mentality because I know that in my 39 going on 40 years at the end of this year, 2020, um, I know that I have not lived every day to the fullest. I've definitely taken days off um, and that has hurt me and impacted a lot of uh, facets of my life. Um, but I'm not doing that anymore um, because I made a promise to myself and I'm making a promise to my family and friends that for the rest of my life, that I'm always going to do more. Uh, and I'm going to live with this Mamba mentality. All right, Rob, I think that's, that's good enough to close it out. Um, this has been a episode of black opinions matter. Motherfucker. I'm black Trey for Amina Hassan for big Jerv. For Rob Lopez on the ones and twos, thank you for tuning in. You're worried about your own team. You're coaching your daughter's I team. Am. I am. They're doing well, though. I mean, they've been playing for like a year and a half. What's their record? Uh, they don't have seasons. It's crazy. They just have tournaments like every weekend. I see. And if they don't win the tournaments, do you like, do they have to sleep in the yard or anything like that? Or? <laughs> no food for a week. <laughs> because if anyone, if that anyone would think like that, yeah. I would think it would be the mom of their talent. Well, half a minute to play. Play for the lead. Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca. You, know, you guys know that you know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. But hopefully what you get from tonight 
is the understanding that those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway, that is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. If you guys, if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is that you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Something greater will. And uh, if you guys can understand that, then I'm doing my job as a father. Thank you guys so much. I love you. And, uh, Mamba out. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.